So Texas, yeah, Texas, really Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are we gonna cut that whole part out of the video? Because I don't want the whole world to know. Okay, Texas. Texas. But yeah, Texas, absolutely. Because bang for your buck, very vet friendly, mm. and then two, really just like bang for your buck, bro. And then I want more space too. I, I know I can I can understand that because you know you have a family now, you got a family. Yeah, and that's that's probably. I won't say it, well. It is the most important thing. You got to yeah. provide for your family. You have to do everything that, you know, your family needs for you. And if that requires moving to a bigger space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in the process now, like, building a house. Okay. okay. So we're not, like, buying a regular house off the street. We're building a house off of a, a fresh lot. You bought the lot already? Hmm? Holy crap. How many acres? I can't remember. I can't remember. It's just huge. Well, it's not huge. It's not, like, mansion. But, you know, it's, 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 it's big enough. Oh, snap. We're That's recording good. already, right? Yeah. Oh, snap. Okay, so... It's like a 2,800 square footage. Yo, that's not bad. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yo, well, you can't come through because you MTA. You you can't. I can. I just... You would have to leave MTA. Right. And I mean, I could always visit. Got a room for you, sir. My man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll be down there for the housewarming party. Oh. You know what I'm less. saying? I'll be down there. I appreciate you. I I hope I I, I know you will because you came to the baby shower. So thank you. Come that. on, man. Thank you for that. Come on, man. Listen, welcome to the Excuse Me Brother podcast show. I'm your host, Brother Jay. To me, I mean, tonight is just me, but I have a special guest with me. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I got one of my oldest friends with me here tonight, uh, Brother K or Kmar Johnson from the It's Relational podcast. Yo, Kmar, nice to see you, man. Yo, it is fantastic to see you, man. This is a long time coming. Long time coming. I've been a fan of the Excuse Me Brother podcast since day one. I even have a whole title for today's episode. Ready? What is it? Excuse Me Brother, It's Relational. My man. My man. <laughs> but here's the subtitle for it. Here's the subtitle for it. Because what I'm doing with this this particular episode today is I'm starting a kind of a mini series within the Excuse Me Brother podcast catalog. We call it Black Fathers Matter. Oh. Yes. Black Fathers Matter, okay? Because what I'm trying to do with this is uh, destroy the stereotype. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm trying to destroy the stereotype that black men are absentee fathers and that we don't take care of our kids and that we, we're just uh, reckless breeders and this, that, and the third. And I couldn't think of a better time and a better person to do this with because it was just like a perfect storm. Like, we've been trying to link forever. We've been trying to do this uh, podcast forever, this crossover, so to speak. Yeah. And the subject matter is paramount to you because you just became a father yourself. Yes. So first, let's 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 do let's do a little background for for us for the people. How do we know each other, man? Well, we actually know each other because we went to the same elementary school. No, not elementary. <laughs> no, I'm joking. With you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> we went to the same high school. Coincidentally, that's also where I met my wife, Deanna. Shout out to you. Shout Love to you. Deanna. So we went to Lehman High School over by, I guess we would say East Tremont, but like the Throgs Neck area mm-hmm. uh, in the Bronx. And that's where me and you met from, because you are a year behind me. You're 2020, 2011, mm-hmm. right? And we're 2010. I'm 2010. Mm-hmm. So forget the rest, 2010, the best. <laughs> what was your tagline, sir? Uh, 
Bruh. All right. See, it wasn't memorable. See that? You got to graduate 2010. That's when it's memorable. Well, see, it's, it's not even fair because y'all had, like, the 10 just fit perfectly into singers. It wasn't fair at all. I'm looking at them like, yo, they did us dirty because they, it, yo, I was, I was mad. I was mad. <laughs> well, you, you are an intelligent dude. I'm surprised you didn't, you know, get up the grade, you know, to graduate with us. I wasn't that smart. I always looked at you as this guy is studious, he's intelligent. He gonna he gonna build a, a machine one day. I said the same thing about you, believe it or not. Me? Like, yeah, we had a yo, listen. Listen, remember wrong the, black guy. Bro. Wrong black guy. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. If I, if you said running against a machine, sure, but building one? No, 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 no. Come on, man. We well, running, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I think that's how we all met, right? A lot of y'all were on the track team. And then I was on a lacrosse team. Yeah. And they kind of intermingled with each other because I know a few guys that cross sports. Oh, yeah. Like Omar was on the, uh, on the football team, the track team, and the lacrosse team. I believe um, I, had, I had a lot of classes with Romeo. Mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of classes with um, some, of the, some of the other football players. And y'all, we all, you know, intermingled with each other. And that's how we became friends. We've been friends... Damn, it's been more than half my life at least, right? Yeah. Wow. Sheesh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. You know, in sports, it's, I guess, commingling, you know. Yeah, yeah, I thought about it because a lot of people during, like, the, I guess you would say, like, football season or, yeah, yeah, during football season, I believe, mm -hmm. would do cross country. Mm -hmm. And then it's something of the sort. So, like, everybody would kind of use track and field as, like, their conditioning yes, for, yes. like, whatever sport that they're doing. Right. And they never really took it serious until it came down to, like, indoor or outdoor seasons across country. It, unless you was a distance runner, you, you wasn't really caring about it. I Listen, I think, and it was funny because we did a lot of running in lacrosse. So some of the guys who were already in shape, they were looking at us like, it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, we're used to running laps around the basement oh, man. 20 times a day oh, man. going upstairs you know what i'm saying so it was easy for them but the rest of us we were just like holy crap this is what y'all do yes <laughs> this is nothing. it was a tagline that uh all of us used to see in track and field was my sport is your sports punishment <laughs> i'm like well i mean yeah that's that's valid, that's valid. yeah running running was a punishment because i hated <laughs> running nobody did but it worked it did. <laughs> it conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, talk to me about uh, your little bit of your upbringing. Yeah. So, uh, for those who are unaware, you know, I have a uh, hundred percent culture of Jamaican. You know, in and out in every facet. So, anything you need from me, definitely Jamaican. So, I can go from Wagwan to What's Up in an instant, and I love that for me. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just taught. You know, uh, Jason. <laughs> For those who know, I'm just believing that that he was telling me, you know, because obviously he learned some dialect along the way, and he's like, "Yo, Masoon, come." And I was like, "That's great. That's like '90s uh, terminology and prior." But in these day and age, in the younger crowd, we don't say "soon come." We say "soon forward." Soon forward. And he's like, "Oh, why?" I was like. I don't worry, you know, just say soon forward or Marich or Medea, you know, you don't say Macomb or nothing like that. It sounds a little, nah, 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 nah. So I had to teach him that real quick. So I got you. But, you know, 100%, you know, Jamaican. So grew up in a Jamaican household. And, you know, just my mother really felt to instill the culture into me and my three at the time and four later mm -hmm. uh, brothers. Oh, no, I'm bugging. Two at the time and then three uh, brothers just because. 
you know, when when what I realized culturally is Jamaicans, you know, when they come to America, they kind of look at it like the culture is all that we have to hold on to because, you know, everybody changes once they come to the States, mm-hmm. right? There's no way around it. That the same people, yeah. Oh, man. The same people who used to run up and down within Jamaica, you come to America, you may or may not be able to still hang with them the same way. It's just the dynamic of things just changes. Right. So my mother always wanted to instill that culture into us like as much as possible. Food, language, mannerism, tradition, all type of things she wanted to, you know, instill in us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm giving you a little, little patu already. So I'm trying to like roll it back and speak not proper speaking. No, listen, you know, you know listen, what I'm saying? On this podcast, we let our people come and be who they are. Okay? Eh? So, so, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> hey, my listen, be, then. <laughs> be yourself, man. Listen, this this is what it is on Excuse Me, Brother. So, I no, I wanted that. I wanted that authenticity because I want people to see that this, this, it's a real space. This is a safe space for black men. 100%. 100%. Okay? Let me expand then even further. So, growing up, you know, my father was there. But who really raised me, or I guess I would say who's really like, you know, because I think it was um, Guardians of the Galaxy, random mm-hmm. reference, but uh, Peter Quill's uh, father and then I guess adopted father said, that guy may be your dad, but he's not your daddy. Mm. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I get that. <laughs> so my dad is there, but my real daddy would be my stepfather. So I regard him with a whole bunch of respect. It took me some years to really understand the value that it placed or having him in my life. But when I finally got it, it clicked. And I said, I am never letting this go. So I really cherish that man so much just because having that man and that father figure in my life was paramount to me. Again, it still took me a little time to understand the value of it. But once I did, 100%. So, you know, that's who my child looks up, looks to as pop pop. Right. So I, I think it's important to understand that male influence, especially in black households, Jamaican households included, you know, is paramount. To the success of a child. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. So you, you've you had those positive male influences in your house, in your life. Is there other people other than your stepfather and your father that were, that, that held that influence? I mean, yeah, you know, they're not, this may not be a black reference, but, you know, if anybody does sports, you know oh, your coach, your coach yep. is always going to be that male figure in your life. So it's like you have at home and then... You know, I can't leave my mom out of it too. Right. She tries. She tried to step in and be that you know masculine type figure because you know at the, before my stepfather was really like relevant and really around, she did her best to kind of be that figure. Mm-hmm. So I can't leave her out of it. So mm-hmm. I appreciate her attempting to do what she's doing. But at the end of the day, she's only just you know a lady, right? She right. cannot just... be that male role as much as she tries to be rough and tough. Like he's just like you're a strong woman. But that's what it is. You're a strong woman. Mm-hmm. So I respect it for attempting, but, you know, you need that in your life. But really your coach and then a couple Ooh, of uncles. your coach? I, I'm trying to remember. It wasn't the Bellis. The Bellis was the, the wrestling coach, no, right? No, he was wrestling. Um, Fonseca. Fonseca. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. him now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue. Um, and I guess he would say in some sort of way too, uh, Coach Vance from like uh, okay. football. Yes. Because yeah, I did try cool. out. Yeah, she I was... did try out. I didn't make the cut. You know, the Lord had other means for me, which is fine. But because of that, she got to know me. Right. So it was always like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So, but, you know, Coach Vance is also, again, a woman. Yes. Right. <laughs> but she was, a, she was a very interesting woman because she, she was, I won't say she was masculine, but she was very domineering. Yes. She was very domineering. I remember I tried out for the football team too, 
and she was ripping into us That's like, what I'm saying. bruh. That's what I'm saying. But we respected it. 100%. You know what I'm 100%. saying? She, we respected her her presence, her domineering. It was it was strong. It was it felt like there was a, like a male in the room. You know what I mean? 100%. So I, 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 I definitely, I, I can definitely agree with you. I, I believe Tay would agree with you when it comes to the coaches. Yeah. One other coach who has an honorable mention, Andronico. Andronico was really cool. Yeah, I really yeah, liked Andronico. Yeah. I feel like he was picking on me, but <laughs> not in a negative way. I feel like he was picking on me to be better. Mm-hmm. Because he was the type of coach. He's like, hey, I know you're in track and field. I am the track and field women's or girls coach or mm-hmm. women's coach. But I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not afraid to fail you so you can't run for the boys. Team. Right. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, at least give me a 65. <laughs> like, but no, he's like, I will fail you. And you're failing Jim. And so I, I respected him for that because, again, he didn't expect less from me. He expected more. So I respect him for that. Too. So you know who that kind of reminds me of also? This name's probably going to ring a huge bell in your ear. Kadakia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same thing. Yes. Same thing. He's that one teacher. If you're doing something outside of his class, like not even related to his class, but he see you doing something in the hallway, mm-hmm. calling you out. Oh, calling call you out on it and is not afraid to address it <laughs> on the spot. For for those who don't know, Kadakia was our, the like, he was the math teacher at Lehman High School. He was like the greatest math teacher ever. And when we didn't, when we had him, of course, we were like, yo, this guy is a, he's a dick almost sometimes. Piece of work. Piece yeah. of work. But now, looking back on it 10, 15 years later, I was like, yo, I, if I was, if I were going to be a teacher, I would probably be a teacher just like him. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, no, you have to get this. You know what I'm saying? You have, I have to drill this into your head so that way you can remember it. And you'll think, you'll thank me 10 yeah. years, you'll hate me now, but you'll thank me 10 years right. later. So, so my next question for you is, right, as you're growing up and you're becoming more of a, of a man, right? You're growing into your manhood, right? What point did you decide, maybe I think I can be a father? <laughs> Was so, there a point? I mean, that's, that's a loaded question. Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever, no, sorry. I knew I was always destined to be a great father. Mm. Let me tell you why. My actual, like I said, biological father, he attempted to be there as much as possible, but he had his own other family. So mm-hmm. he came to visit me as much as possible. Growing up, I used to beep him on the beepers. Yes, I'm dating myself. Yeah, beepers. And he would come by another day or so. So he did his best to be there. But I knew based upon a relationship I had with him where I have to beep him and then wait two, three days after for him to come by or to, to call me, I was like, I, I can't have my child growing up like this. He mm. needs to be in the same house as his father 24-7. It's just mm. a different dynamic mm-hmm. when you're growing with a, a father. You know what I'm saying? Regardless if he's you know a strict parent or a little lenient parent, it's just a different dynamic having a father in the house. So I knew based upon my experiences of... And also, too, speaking of my father, him and my mother used to always have these moments where, as Jamaicans were saying, angry, which, which means they, <laughs> they couldn't really get along. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is the beef between y'all? Like, mm-hmm. what is the issue? And then eventually they've mended it and fixed whatever the issue was, but they never really got along. So I'm like always p- playing both sides. And because of that, I got to play both sides mm-hmm. because my father always give me, as Jamaicans say, pocket money. But, and then my mom like, oh, how much money he gave you? And I'm like, oh, he gave me 100. All right, give me 50. Mm. But now I used to be like, oh, he gave me only 20. All right, keep the 20 for yourself. Meanwhile, the man gave me 300. <laughs> but she's not going to call and verify because y'all, y'all beefing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But because of that relationship, I 
I, I attempted to have with my father. I said, I, I cannot reciprocate this. Like, this is not going to be a cycle that I'm going to have going on for generations and generations. Mm -hmm. So I decided to be the difference between in my generation or for my future generation. That's really where it came down to. So yes, I did know I had the makings to be a good father. And it was because of my upbringing of how my father really wasn't around like that is why I knew I was going to be a maker for a great father. So as you becoming a, a younger, a young man, uh, an adolescent, saying to your early 20s, uh, re remind me, you and Deanny started dating when? <laughs> Cause I, I know I'm going back a few years. No, no, no. I remember everything, bro. We I don't. That's the thing. Because I, <laughs> I don't know if I don't remember if you and Deanny were were contemporaries, contemporary dating with me and Carrie. I don't. I don't remember if we. I were I don't know dating. if that was ever something you wanted to really like bring up. It's, it is what it is, bro. <laughs> it is what it is. Okay. It's, Those who know know. That's why. That, if you know, you know. <laughs> okay. I think we were. I think we might have because we started dating in 2009 October okay. yes. 2009 so yes. I want to say yes yes okay we were then yeah. we were dating at the same time so we've been dating since 2009 and um, I, I know right <laughs> I know right it's crazy but your follow up question oh so now so okay y'all been dating since 2009 what at what point did you decide I'm going to make this woman my wife and I want to make I want her to be the mother of my child. Because oh, I know man. there's there were definitely some steps involved, right? Yeah. We're gonna need a little bit more time. We may need a part two, because you know, there's some stuff that obviously I'm gonna leave out. But basically, so dating since 2009, we officially got married in 2014. Mm. So about five years dating or whatever you will. So getting married at 21. So essentially what happened was, you know, me and Deanny went on and off, on and off. It's high school, right? right? It happens. Right. So we had this one moment where we thought it was done, like done. And I was the problem. I can 100% acknowledge I was the problem. I had a, uh, an emotional problem where I couldn't control my emotions. So right. I know I was the problem. I thought it was finito, like one night. Uh, it was like a Halloween and I think it was like 2012. And we went to a party. We was arguing like how we were always doing and we just had a bad fight. We left the venue, and for funny enough, the venue eventually got shot up that night. Now, nobody I know got hit or anything, but it, it just was like we were supposed to fight to leave that that party because it could have been you, simply put. Listen, guy works in mysterious ways, man. You, telling you. So I brought her home, and I think I thought it's just like it was done. Like we were we're done. Like that that Halloween, we was done. So. We were separated for about like three, four months or so. Mm -hmm. And um, what basically happened was, I'm like, yo, I'm still trying to hold on because she was now deflecting me because I'm the one who's in the wrong. So she kind of ended things. Mm -hmm. So I'm working to get back in the groove of things, working to get back in the groove of things. And I'm just like, nah, man, I think it's, it's, it's bad, man, because she, well, back then we, oh my gosh, back then I, we had AIM, Mm -hmm. <laughs> AOL Messenger, uh, <laughs> Instant Messenger. We had that, and I think a little bit of the sidekick game and so on and so. The point of what I'm getting into is, she refused to res respond to anything I sent to her. So Facebook message, anything. She did not want to respond to anything that I said. Only time she would respond is via email. Wild. She would only respond to my email, not a text, not a call. 
Not a Facebook message, not a DM. DM wasn't a thing, but no other means. She only wanted an email. Right. So one night, I'm like, yo, bro, like, this, this is getting dragged on, bro. Like, I need to know what am I doing. Do I let go? Because, you know, at that point when you're not with somebody and the family's always used to seeing them, oh, what happened to so-and-so? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you know, she chilling. She chilling. She doing a thing. Meanwhile, I broke up. You mm -hmm. didn't want to tell nobody. Mm -hmm. So I got to a point I'm like, I need to, like, make, work, make this work or, like, just let it go. So I never forget. I went down and I prayed on my knees and I said, Lord, please, you know the heartache I'm going through and it's, it's tumultuous and I'm just tired. At this point, give me a sign if I'm supposed to be with this woman or if I'm not supposed to be with this woman because I will let go if I need to. Funny enough, while in the midst of prayer, my phone is over here. I'm not looking because that's the purpose of it. Mm -hmm. And I hear it like, you know, notification because, you know, back then you don't care. You have your, your phone loud. You hear your notification. I'm like, man, I'm in the middle of a prayer. I'm not paying attention to that. And I finish up my prayer and I'm like, all right, whew, let me let me get to bed. Pick up my phone. Danny, I love you too. Have a good night. Mm. I said, the Indeed. Lord do not work in mysterious ways in this way. He was direct <laughs> AF. <laughs> I said, I who who no worries. I know I'm gonna get my girl back, so I'm gonna get my girl back. So all of that story was just to tell you in the culmination. I knew she was the one for me because of that single most sign. Mm. And I said, once I get her back, I'm putting a ring on it. Oh mm. yeah, you just twenty. Oh you 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 got it more of the world to explore. I don't right. care about that. The Lord gave me my sign. That's all I needed in order to move forward with this woman. So that was my moment where I knew she was the one for me. Oh, praise the most high for that one. Because I, listen, there have been many times where men ask for a sign. Lord, give me a sign. Show me. And then get nothing. <laughs> and then go off and, and then do the wrong thing or look for the wrong sign. Or they, they're looking for a specific sign and misinterpret the sign. You got your sign right away. Instantaneously. In instantly. Right? And I do remember... And I have to admit, I do remember seeing that when you two got married, I was like, damn, we only, <laughs> <laughs> we are young. Like, like you said, you're only a year older than me. So I was like, damn, they got young, married young. I, listen, if, if that's what they want to do, that's what they, that's, that's, if that's the path that God gave them, all, all praise, then so be it. Yeah. So in the early stages of your marriage, right, were you, you both were in the military, correct? No, it was just me. Just you. Yeah. So you were away from her during those our early first days. year. My first year, our first year married, spent like nine months separated. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simply because we got married. Shout out to my recruiter, also a Lehman alumni, uh, Alex. Alex Warren. I don't know if you know him, Jamaican, but he was before your time. Maybe probably your photo. Probably before my time. So shout out to him because he's my recruiter and he's the one who changed my life forever by having me join the army. But. Yeah, spent the time in, you know, basic training and then the secondary school. But it's all one school, but basic training and advanced individual training. So that was all in Georgia. So I spent like six, seven months in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So our first year married was nothing but pen pal letters. Yikes. Pen pal letters. Mm. So my first year married, I spent it with a bunch of men. With a bunch of men. With a bunch of dudes. Bunch of dudes. Some who who believe it's it's it's... And I apologize to those who think it's right, but it's not that washing yourself is all you need is just a hand and soap. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need more than that. A loofah, a, a sponge. A sponge, a washcloth, uh, like something. Back, was, was... Yeah, well, a lot of those guys did, or they don't believe they're flush and rush, regardless if it's number one or number two. 
So yeah, it was it was a funky time. And it was also, you know, where I learned like people have never seen black people in person. Oh, yeah. Like it, it didn't catch me by it caught me by surprise, but then I was like, wait, when you think about it, it's 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 legit. Like they're not trying to be stereotypical, like, oh, do this thing, but they've literally never seen a black person in life. Right. Yeah. So a lot of the, so a lot of that. Not only are you a black man, but you're also a Caribbean black man. You're Jamaican. So not only have they never seen a black man, but they probably never seen a black man of your kind. Oh, yeah. So they were like, wait, there's more kinds of, of niggas? Oh, what is yeah. this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yes. And also... He's like, oh, what was that word you said? Right. You said, you said this word? No, 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 no. It's not like that. And I'm like, no, bro. Like, this is how I talk. Right. Like, this, yeah, is how, yeah. this is who I am. You know what I mean? So how did she handle the separation your first year being married man shout out to my mom mm. why we spent our first year separated but Danny at the time was living all the way up in Nareed. And the point of why i mentioned that is because i lived all the way by castle hill so you know that distance is crazy yeah that distance is definitely crazy that's that's not even a train ride you want to take nope. you know what i'm saying you're talking about 22 train all the way down to maybe like um uh what is it uh, what I'll say, Bronx Park East, mm -hmm. 22 bus, mm -hmm. come over, like, just to kind of be okay. But anyway, Danny moved into my mom's house, moved into my room in my absence without asking my mom. Really? Without asking my mom. And we're talking about a Caribbean mother, Caribbean mother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She just moved in and just, just occupied my space and my mother accepted it, no problem. So shout out to my mom for that because she just allowed it because she knew Danny was going to obviously miss me. So she just moved in and just never left. I ain't never heard no shit like that before in my <laughs> life. That's why I say shout out to my mom. I, I, I'd be remiss if I don't say shout out to my mom for that. Wow. She allowed that to happen in her house. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It was like she kind of gained a daughter now. 100%. So, okay. So while she's occupying her space, you know, she's keeping your room afloat. She's keeping your mother company. Mm -hmm. And y'all writing back and forth. And the, how does the love stay afloat at that point? How does it uh, maintain itself? Just through pens and paper? Yeah, pen and paper. So me, I'm a slick guy. So I, I look for any opportunity. So I, I always find opportunities to get phone calls because mm -hmm. we always got the chance to make phone calls. Right. But I always got more phone calls because I always find an opportunity. I'm like, yo, I, I, I got to call my wife. Something happened, this and that. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot of phone calls. So it was a lot of calls, letters. She mailed me a couple of care packages. Mm -hmm. She mailed me a couple of um, not safe for work photos and stuff like that too. You know what I mean? Got to keep the spice going, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a bunch of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so at night, you know, you know, you do what you got to do. do you, listen, yeah, yeah. Sleep, help you sleep at night, right? Yeah, I'm saying, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that is what really kind of kept us going majority of the time. And I did the most foolish thing ever. I, I, I never talked about it, but I'll, I'll grace your platform and tell you. Mm. So when you sign on to the military, you get what's called dog tags. Right. So with getting dog tags, I pull it out to show. So I have one here and then the cross for obvious reasons. So what I did, reason why I only have one, right, is because my silly self said, oh, my God, I miss my wife so much. Let me mail her a dog tag to the house. Ah. Little old me forgot. My social is on the dog tag, mm -hmm. and my 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 name. I don't think address is on it. No, your birthday, right? Yeah, my my blood type and all that stuff. I mailed it to her. Never got to her. Never got to her. 
And I think what happened was, because obviously I didn't know about postage and the weights and stuff like that. This has a little weight to it. Right. So I think what happened was it was too, too heavy. heavy. So they sent it back. Then when it came back to the processing center, they said, oh, this is a private, because I was a private at the time. Uh, dog tag shredded. Oh shoot! I hope. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I never talked about that story ever because I was so foolish of me. But I was just like, "Yo, I want you to have something of me." Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, let's hope they did shred that dog tag. <laughs> you don't need someone rolling around with your information. Let's check the dark web every now and then. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, when you came home. The marriage did the marriage flourish? Did it like you? Obviously, it's been you guys have been married what now? All going on almost ten years. Ten years is this year. Ten years will be this year. Yeah. So when you guys, so when you finally came home, you start to establish your life together, right? Um, when did y'all ultimately decide now is the time to have a child? Whew! How much time we got? Because uh, we... <laughs> we got about fifteen minutes. Five. <laughs> so we're gonna need a part we definitely two. Definitely gonna need a part two. Because I have to talk what I need to talk about, which is imperative, is our journey in getting involved into network marketing. Right. Because that is what actually played a pivotal turn in us holding off having our son for mm. about 10 years. Mm. Because when you're in the business, and those who know me know already, when you're in the business, they they kind of I don't want to say shame, but they tell you to hold off on having kids until you reach a financial status, which is financially free, independent from a job. The problem is however long that's going to take. So we obviously didn't hit that pinnacle in, that, in the business. So we held off on having kids and not going through experiences <clears throat> because of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I, I, I'm going to shorten it up just because I know we're a little limited on time, but yeah. So I'll end it with this, right? The day that she told you that she was pregnant, how did you feel? It was applying pregnancy. So oh. it wasn't that too far-fetched. It was just like, all right, did we, did we score big today? Did we score big today? Did we score big today? We actually found out after coming back from Toronto. So we went to a vegan festival in Toronto just to support my boy. Shout out Scott Bernhard. We went out there to, to, to support him. And we never, I've never been to Toronto, so it was my, my excuse. It wasn't really hot like that because it was like August. Mm -hmm. But to her, it was beaming like the worst it's she's ever experienced. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, bro, it's just Toronto. It's it Toronto. don't get that hot. Right. Come to find out she was pregnant at that time. Uh, so the ailments and everything was just affecting her. So when she took her test when we came back, because I don't think she had morning sickness. I think a woman body, a woman just kind of knows something's right, up. Something's up. So she took the test and she said, oh my God, I'm pregnant. And I was like, Yes, the CMOS works. Oh, the CMOS <laughs> works. That CMOS works. Thanks, Scott. You talk about the CMOS. Let's go. The CMOS definitely works. <laughs> so, obviously, there was an element of joy. 100%. 100%. And my man. So, okay. So, we're going to put a pause here because we're, we're stretched for time. We'll pause it here. And when we come back for part two of this interview, um, we're going to discuss her labor um her exactly the, the the overall pregnancy her labor seeing your child for the first time holding them and then the first year of being a parent yeah okay so before we go um give us a like share subscribe for the excuse me brother podcast and, and please 
plug your podcast and please do it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, talking about the pregnancy real quick because it, it's the most adamant thing on my mind all the time. Mm. If you're pregnant, going to be pregnant, whenever you go through that experience, get yourself a doula or a midwife, one or the other, please. Es- Them's especially people. if you're black. Oh, 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 oh my gosh. Especially if you're black. The, the delivering doctor did not like my doula because she asked too many questions and I like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not like a personal problem. Mm-hmm. But big, big plug there. So to... Jason's point, you know, to plug, soft plug, you know, I, I am, again, Kamar from, you know, it's relational, it's sensational, coming with the motivational and inspirational with my wife. And I, the one thing I leave everybody with from it's relational is greetings and salutations, my good people. That's my little tagline. My man. <laughs> uh, but thank you. Thank you so much for the, just letting me pilot this series with you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'd be absolutely. remiss if I do not thank you. I do not take it at you know, lightly that I, I'm on the Excuse Me Brother podcast. So thank you so much. Well, shit, you know, I, you're my brother, man. You're my brother. You're one of my, one of the people I respect. I, I, my respect is heavily, like, people have to earn my respect in the sense that I, if I want them on my show, because I don't, I don't just let anybody on. You know what I mean? I don't let dummies on. I don't just let, I don't even just let my friends on. You know what I'm saying? Just so we can come on and talk shit. But I've wanted you on because I felt this was an important conversation to have. And so far, it's turning out to be a very interesting story because I'm even learning some things about you that I didn't even know. So thank you for coming. I don't, I also don't take it lightly. You took time out of your day to come and talk with me. Um, maybe next time Tay will be here. Maybe Producer hmm. Tay will be here. Hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you for coming, and we'll definitely continue the story as time goes along. So, peace, love, hair grease, all that good stuff. Listen to the Excuse Me Brother podcast. Listen to the It's Relational podcast. I promise you, we'll be bringing more good content. Peace, love, and happiness. God bless. Everybody.